Hello, beautiful humans, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Spilling the Tea on Leadership. I'm your friend who has way too much energy when they wake up, Jack Hesser. And I'm your friend who has 12, 12-hour sessions of The Sims. I didn't know. Are you a big Sims fan? Yes. I don't know why. I'm just addicted. <laughs> Ever since, like, third grade. So, understand, this is real. <laughs> Oh my, wait, is it in the same Sims fam? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been going from second Sims 2, 3, and 4. I still play Sims 2, like, for 12-hour days sometimes, so. That's some <laughs> You know what? Here's my, uh, my vulnerability. Um, I've never played The Sims. <sighs> I just don't understand. What's the, what's the, what's the point? Like, like genuinely, just... like, what, is, what do you do? You just live how you could live, but don't. You just, like some people are drama people and like they have their Sims cheat and break up marriages and have a bunch of kids. And that's, I'm down with that. Like, yeah, but that's not me. I'm very much like a family slash legacy player. So like I'll have a Sim, they'll get married, they'll have kids. I choose one of the kids, they get married, they have kids. Like, so I'll play for 10 generations of the same thing. Wow. That's a lot of power. Like I choose you. Like you are the <laughs> I choose you. That's a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah. So only one will go to college, only one will like really be like happy, only one will have skills. It's serious. But then there's other people that just play like for the wildness, and that's fun too. I'm just if I could just control my life exactly how I want it to be, it would be like that. So that's why I am that kind of Sims player. I, wow. That's a, I feel like I just got a real snapshot into your life. <laughs> I'm much more controlling in like my inside mind than what I actually do. Like I'll live my life and I'll just be vibing. But like, if you could see my Sims history, it'd be much more like, man, do you ever relax? <laughs> no, I, I work my Sims around the clock. You're going to be perfect. Like I asked you to. Yeah. This this is genuinely a completely new side, but I love it. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, hey, um, for any first time listeners, this is a Sims podcast. No. Um, <laughs> Spilling the Tea on Leadership is a podcast that talks about what does it mean to be a leader um, with different people's experiences centering queer voices. It's so great to have you, Arisa, here on our podcast. For all of our wonderful friends listening, Arisa and I met originally through work in the union. Um, and the transition from like, right when you were moving from one school to another. And mm -hmm. I'm so fortunate that now you're my coworker ay, and does work with our English language learning students, um, is in a leadership role with our, you know, queer affinity space with the district, as well as a leader in our ENL work at our school. So thank you so much for being here, Arisa. Yeah, glad to be virtually. Yeah, virtually here. Um, I always like to start things off with a icebreaker. So my icebreaker for you, if you had to choose between only being able to taste or speak, what would it be? Definitely speak. Because if I lost my lack of taste, I could save so much money. Like I, I, I would just like eat food that would keep me alive. It doesn't have to be good, you know? So like, it could be like cheap, disgusting food but it's not like spoiled or rotten. So all I have to do is get it inside. Um, it doesn't have to taste or, oh, can I still smell? 
Mm. Well, I don't know because isn't isn't your taste connected a lot to your smell? It is. Um. So now maybe just those olfactory glands, like maybe just some of those glands are blocked, so you can't like. Yeah. Hmm. I still say what I say. Only thing I'd have to worry about is textures, but ultimately, like, if I can just choose a texture I like, I could save so much money by never like eating like good food ever again. That's so. true. I I definitely would save a lot of money because like, what's the point in going out to a nice restaurant? But yeah, I, like I eat my money, so I'd like <laughs> I eat my paycheck. Yeah, I don't know. I I do wonder though, like if you didn't have taste, what things about the food? I mean, I guess texture would be a big piece of it. I think you're right. Like what? Because what if all those healthy foods that you want to eat suddenly you're like, oh, I just can't do that texture now because that's the only thing your mouth is focused on. Oh, temperature too. You still have temperature, I guess. I, it's so funny you say that. I, I had a V8 this morning uh, <laughs> and today is the first time ever in my life that I had a V8 that I didn't hate it. And I think it's because I just, I drank it today and I said, oh, this is just cold tomato soup. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Like with that mindset, I was like, oh yeah, like I don't mind tomato soup. And if I just think of this as cold tomato soup, that's good for me. And I don't think of it as juice because it's, mm-hmm. not, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not mm-hmm. like, okay, this is just soup that I'm going to drink from this glass. And it was a much better experience. Life is all about perspective, isn't it? All about yeah. perspective. Because there's like milkshakes and then there's hot chocolate, right? Like, and if you have cold, hot chocolate, that's okay. But it's now kind of just like chocolate milk, really? Um, and if you have like a thin enough milkshake, then it's still kind of just chocolate milk um and I like all of those things but not if I think I'm having one and I get the other you know or melted chocolate ice cream I'll throw that in there too like you know these are all basically the same taste but the texture thickness how like they mix they're yeah I I said gross when you said like melted ice cream like but really that was me being pretty fake because when I was a kid I I used to take my ice cream and I would whip it with my spoon until it was like liquid and then I would I would call it ice cream soup and and I would eat it and that's what I would do because I I and I'm just now realizing like why my little cousin though used to do the same thing he put in the microwave which is worse arguably but like he would melt ice cream he called it absolutely ice cream soup. Yes. I don't know why, but yes. So I think I'm sure if more than one person has done it, then it can't be so wrong, but I disagree. Well, okay. We can't, the, the judgment <laughs> of whether something's right or wrong can't be, well, if more than one person's doing it, it's <laughs> totally wrong. That's not a good, not a good precedent for us to set. That is, that is not the vibe for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, okay, it is 2022 now. Woo woo, it is January, which means it is time for resolutions. It's time for goals. Arisa, do you do the resolutions or goal thing at the beginning of the year? Okay, so not on a yearly, well, yes, on a yearly basis, because I'm a teacher. So I always like set them over the summer slash at the beginning of the school year. So like, I always set like four professional goals. And this is ridiculous, but here it is. Um, so usually I have like two ongoing ones that have like 
milestones every single quarter. I'm like, okay, so then by quarter three, I should be able to da 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 da. All right, quarter four, you should have really stuff like that. Um, so I have two ongoing ones, and then I have one that's like specific for every single like quarter of the school year or semester by semester. Um, so like I always used to do that as a teacher, of course, but like when I was still only a student, I did that too. Um, but they were always only like school, academic, job related. Uh, so you yes, I make goals every single year. Yeah, yeah. you're saying when you were a student though, your goals were always only academic related. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of like a new year's resolution about the rest of my life, <laughs> uh, I did this year because I'm like, okay, you're grown. You need to actually have some like direction here, sis. So this year, yes, I made two goals for myself, but usually, nope, I just vibe. I just make sure work is not bad and I just- Hey, but that's a goal in and of itself. Just <laughs> vibe and make sure work's not that bad. That can be a goal. Do you, so you said this year you do have two goals. Do, do you want to, do you, are you willing to share them or are they like not? So yes, I have two goals. One of them is uh, to go to the gym at least weekly because I just be doing stuff. <laughs> but if I had a routine or mm -hmm. some thought behind it, that could be better. And then my other goal is to eat less of my paycheck by um, cooking at home more. So those are my two goals for the year. I like that. You know, that's why I have to do that. So a recent I did a volleyball league. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe also, maybe also this year as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sign up. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't shade at all, I promise. Uh, but one of the reasons why I do that though, is because, because I've paid money for it. Like I have to go and it feels different than, than even a gym membership. It feels different because one, there's the social commitment of like, Hey, these are like, at, like, these are my friends. We've all agreed to do this thing that we've paid money for. Like, I, I have to go to this. If I don't, that I've like thrown out this money and the added accountability of like, I will also have let my friends down. Yeah. 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 Which, and that's why I made that goal to go to the gym. I was like, okay, if six weeks, I think it was six weeks or seven or eight, who knows, eventually we'll get to the right number. Um, I was like, okay, well, you did that. Like, you know, so it, you stayed accountable that long when you didn't have to. You did have to, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you didn't get paid to do that. You paid for that. So I was like, okay, well, if you can do that, then you can do once a week at the gym for one hour. If you can do, you know, six weeks of like a 90 minute commitment. So, I and do. you only got to take yourself. You, you just got to take yourself. You don't even got to like have someone go with you. So yeah, that's what made me make that goal. And I think that for me, I think accountability helps with that a lot. And so whether it's like telling people about my goals, which sometimes can be like, People are like, nobody wants to know your goals, Jack. Um, poor Derek. It's just, I have to like go through and be like, these are all my goals. These are my sub goals. And he's just like, I married this human. Like, I can't believe this. You saying that reminds me though. I'm so sorry. That is my puppy. Whining. You're okay. I'm so sorry. Um, 
I actually made, I said I only have two goals this year, but actually that's only two that I'm keeping in mind. I made actually like a Google Slides of like goals in every single one of the categories of like financial goals, educational goals, uh, spiritual, mental, physical goals, like family, friends, like all of that. And so I lied. I have several goals this year, but I'm only actually going to be keeping track of two. I just like to shoot for the stars. No. Okay. But see, I love that. So one of the things um, that, that I like to do is, so I set these goals at the beginning of the year um, and my goals are usually a little bit broader. So like, it might be, you know, um, run more or run. And then underneath that, I'll have specific goals. So like do this half marathon, you know, try to log like 500 miles because, and the reason I do this is because I like to lie to myself and here's, hear me out. If I don't make 500 miles, but I did run more than last year, I still accomplished my new year's resolution, which is to run more, but I didn't hit one of the goals underneath that. And that's okay. Cause at the end of the year, I can tell myself I still ran more. Whereas mm-hmm. I think like in the past, I would get really discouraged. Cause I would say, uh, and not to heart, cause I know you just used this example, but like, I would say, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. And the, my, the, for me, the problem was I would get, I would do really well. And then I would get to f- April or something. And then I would have a week where I didn't go. And I was like, well, did I just fail that news resolution then? Like, did I, uh, and I couldn't convince myself, unfortunately, I couldn't quite convince myself that like, no, it's okay if you missed a single week. And so I think for now, that's why I'm, I'm, I do the more vague, like resolution, right? This idea that I am going to resolve to, and then underneath that, I have those more specific goals. And then the other thing that Derek and I do is every uh, three months we do check-ins. So like mm-hmm. in March, we'll sit down and we'll go through our, our initial list of resolutions and goals. And we'll say, which of these things is not for us anymore, right? So like, yeah. okay, yeah, that I can't believe, like, you know, maybe it was, uh, you know, cook at home more or something. It might be like, well, that didn't happen the first. And so maybe it means, okay, but we actually do want to do this. And we just didn't, weren't super successful in the first three months, which is, that's okay. But like, we want to keep doing mm-hmm. this or it's, you know what, that's really just for whatever reason, like that's not where I'm wanting to spend my energy this year and that's okay, right? But I think checking like in with ourselves and planning to check in with ourselves helps a lot with that. Cause then by the end of the year, the goals that are left, like these are things that you really resolved resolution, right? You resolved to do at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. And I think the check-in system is definitely helpful because like I said, with, uh, me, I make those school-related ones. Um, I am, I actually do check in on that because at the end of every single quarter, I will see, okay, what do you do? What's, you know, going to get crossed off and what's going to get pushed into quarter two or quarter three? So it's it's funny because it's like, I'm so like career-focused sometimes, like that's easy to do that. But when it comes to literally everything else of your life that isn't work, it's like, we'll see you know we'll vibe so yeah I think think having consistent check-ins really like is the key and I I really builds all into like accountability because you and whether the accountability is in the form of check-ins or or people I always like to have like accountability buddies for some of my stuff so you know two years ago um I did like one of my goals was was related to yoga I wanted to try yoga um that was like the resolution I was like oh like try yoga this year um, and so I had some goals. And so one of the things I did because it was the, then the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to any, I, I did go to a, like one yoga class before the pandemic hit. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I like, I keep wanting to try this, but I like, I know I'm not just going to do this 
of my own volition. So I, one of my friends was my accountability buddy. And so after we did like this yoga challenge, and so we would always like send each other a picture that we had done the yoga challenge for the day, right? And having that accountability buddy, um, which I need to trademark because I think that's, I, and I, you know, I Googled it uh, the other day and I, I can't find it. So like, I think, I don't think I actually made that up, but maybe I did. And if I did make that up, why am I not making money off of it? You know? I say jump on it. Who who's gonna stop you? But the person who might have done it already. If Taylor and Swift can trademark the answer to is, calm down, then I feel like I should be able to trademark. Exactly. <laughs> the answer is yes until someone tells you no. Remember that. Uh, not but, always. That's bad advice. But for this idea, this is good advice. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, accountability. So whether it's an accountability buddy, whether it's planning the check-ins, or whether it is being like transparent and with what your goals are. I remember when I was training for my first half marathon, um, one, a student that you and I both had, I remember I was like, I need to tell this student that I'm doing this because if I tell this student, they're never going to not ask me about it. Like, mm-hmm. and, um, it, it was one of the students in our club and oh, I got you, got like, you. Hey, like it, my advisor, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to run this half marathon. And every single advisory class, the student would be like, so uh you still you still gonna do it have you given up are you and they were <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit sassy about it they were a little like have you already given up yet <laughs> but it was helpful because right like having you know groups of people that like that do know about your goals can help to push you yeah to be like, definitely i am gonna do this because i cannot show up and have this 13 year old child be like you failed at this goal that you told us all about that's true yeah because middle schoolers will let you know They'll let you know exactly how they feel about it. That's why I believe so deeply and like just hurt their feelings back. This is how they learn. Like this is this is the time to learn. Cause like when they're younger than this, then you you feel bad and you should because they're little. But no, this is a perfect time to like give as you take. Like you know, hurt yeah. people hurt people and hurt people <laughs> learn. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> we learn from our hurt, right? <laughs> yes, we do. Oh my gosh. Um, so we've already talked a little bit about like you and your goal setting and your process behind it. Um, in terms of like your friend group, right? Does your group mm-hmm. of friends do a goals thing or an accountability buddy situation at all? Or is it just every person's on their own? No, it's okay. So on the one hand, one of my friends, she and her boyfriend, they do like yearly couples goals, settings, da da da. Um I don't. Um, it's a cute idea, though. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. And it made me think about that doing that. But I was also like, mm-hmm. no. So on the one hand, like she has influenced me, but like we haven't like shared what our goals were, just the idea of making the goals as a couple um, is what was shared. Um, because like the first time she said that, I was like, nah, I can't do it, bro. Um, but as time goes on, I was like, man, you know, this, this is a good idea. Like, let's let's do it, you know? Um, so yeah, I think the idea has spread because like my other friend, she does that too. Um, but we haven't like consulted each other, which for the topic, like about your relationship, that's a little there's already somebody already there, you know, like, well, yeah. Okay. But so, so you, you said it in the con like the context of a relationship, right. And a couple, but mm-hmm. I, I, when I was preparing for like the outline for this month, um, one of the things I came across was the idea of 
family goals. And let mm. me clarify this. I don't mean like, oh, my goal is to have a family. Like the idea of it's a parenting strategy that I had never heard mm-hmm. of or before of as a family sitting down and talking about goals, like collectively, like with the children. And I loved the idea so much that I was like, I need to go out and like find me a kid, right? And like start a family so that I can set family goals. Uh, and Derek said, that's not how it works. So <laughs> didn't do that. But uh, I thought that was such like a neat concept. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. and I also thought about like what it would look like to do with your friend group. What would it look like if, mm-hmm. you know, you're like real close, right? You're, you know, capital F family. Like if you did, if there were certain things that are like, hey, what's important to us as a group? And I, I think that would be really cool because I think there'd be another level of accountability, not in a negative way, right? But accountability in this like holding each other up and lifting each other up. And I think that would be super cool. I didn't do it, but I thought it would be cool. <laughs> yeah, like having an intentional relationship, like not just, oh, we just like each other. We just hang out. Like, you know, so you're always going to be friends, but like the depth your friendship reaches can maybe happen because, oh, this happened and they were there. Or it can be like deeper because this is an intentional relationship you said. Like you, both agreed like okay we want to like really know each other for real not just you know um I'll just see you on your birthday type stuff so I think um sharing goals especially with your friends is like a great idea but like I said I don't know I it takes me a minute I think I think it's something I definitely want to try um and I have to actually talk to them a little bit more often for that to work. But that's a wonderful goal for the friendship. There you go. <laughs> Step one, find and talk to a friend. And that is the first part of what I need to do. Absolutely. I like that. So I'm definitely going to be bringing that with me into the new year. Well, I want to go ahead and sort of shift uh, gears here a lot to our trivia question. Trivia! Oh, snap. Okay. So I got here a trivia question about, uh, it's related to the New Year's. Uh, And I'm going to be honest, when I first read this fact, I didn't think it was real. And so I'm including my source. So if anyone wants to fight me on it, I mean, this is where I got it from. So not a great start to a trivia question. According to the Canadian Broadcast Company, CBC, in Spain, it is common on New Year's Eve to eat 12 of what food to bring good luck for the new year? Oh, I don't have options. I just got to guess. No, you got to guess. It's a food. I'm telling you, it's a food. It's Spain. Okay. And they eat 12 of them. So whatever it is, it can't be like, you know. So my first thought was eggs, but I'm not going to go with that. I think it's 12 of a fruit what fruit that is. I'm going to say mandarines because I feel like you can eat 12 mandarines or maybe 12 slices. You mean mandarin, like mandarin oranges? Oh my God. In Spanish is mandarina. So like, I'm so sorry. I I know what the word is. A mandarin. I was like, did you get confused with nectarine and man? Okay. Okay. Mandarin is good. I don't know how to say the word, but my mind was like, you you know when you, you, know, you know the little bilingual struggles like yes, little cute yes. stuff like that. Um, um, is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm gonna go with slices of mandarin oranges. Um, okay, so I'm gonna tell you this. First off, you said eggs initially. That is what Derek thought, and that is incorrect. So don't worry, it's not eggs. Um, it is not oranges. 
However, I feel like you should get some partial credit. It is a fruit. It's grapes. <sighs> Which, like, I think makes sense, right? Because, like, the wine, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wine country. Um, okay. But, yeah, so they eat 12 grapes. And here was my pushback to eggs. And I'm curious to hear what yours was. I was like, Derek, you eat 12 <laughs> eggs? That's so much food. And he's like, well, not like they're hard boiled. I'm like, no, that's like, what? Because I imagine them hard boiled too. That's I'm like, equivalent so of 24 many. deviled eggs. That's what I was like. Okay, like deviled eggs, I get it. Like are a big popular holiday food, but can you imagine eating 24 deviled eggs? Yeah. <laughs> no. So that's why I went to fruit. Cause I'm like, you can eat 12 of fruit and it not be an issue. So I was like, it has to be a fruit. So that's where I got there. That's still, um, like if, I mean, you did switch to slices at the end, but before that you were fully I'm just, just going to say 12 mandarin oranges. <laughs> that's a lot. I know, yeah. But yeah, it's 12. So that's why I, I dipped it down. Cause I was like, okay, what makes sense? What makes sense? What makes sense? Um, my second guess was definitely not going to be grapes though. If it wasn't mandarin orange and slices, oranges slices, I was going to go with like nuts like cashews or 12 peanuts or you know because I feel like that's also something that it's not hard to eat 12 yeah no that's yeah I mean honestly the harder part is to only eat 12 (laughs) like well I need a little extra luck this year but yeah but yeah they eat the supposedly according to the Canadian broadcast company they 12 grapes one for each month of the year to signify good luck so January February and if you don't eat all 12 then you know you miss out on some of the months of luck which I guess explains my life all right. That's cute. I like that. Yes. Yeah. I might do. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what, what that looks like next year for, at our house. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me here on Spilling the Tea on Leadership. Uh, how can people stay connected or hear more from you, Arisa? Um, I be places. I do things. Uh, just, just see if you can find my name, you know, see what happens. Uh, look oh, also look for Ari instead of Arisa. I don't know. That might get you something. (laughs) (laughs) Arisa, what is part of your leadership journey that you're excited for in 2022? Is there anything in particular that you're, you're hyped about? Yes, I am excited. Well, one, two, at work, get this testing done and over with. And, um, I'm excited to just like use that data in a different way, like, uh, to make, dashboards to make like uh, data visualizations to be able to look at it like from several uh, different uh, perspectives. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to just like try new things with information I've had before um, and just build on the skills. I love that. I love it when data and like can actually be used in meaningful ways. And it's not just like data for the sake of data, which I feel like too often in education, that's all testing really is. Yes. Uh, well, hey, everyone, feel free to follow me on Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram at Jack McCare, as well as my part-time co-host and full-time husband, Derek Savakesser at DSavster on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us and make good life choices.